okay, there were a couple of memes that stuck out to me. Okay. And I feel like I've deleted them in a moment of devastation. But luckily for us, iPhone keeps deleted things for a short time period. It's like it knows us, you know? It's like, hey man, everybody has those days. Here's your deleted pile. <laughs> goes, you didn't mean to do that, did you? And I go, no, iPhone, you're right. I didn't. <laughs> Thank you for be- protecting me. So much for reaching out. Mm, preach. Okay, now I can't find them in here either. This is a disaster. This is a catastrophe. Well, in lieu of the memes that I'd like to discuss, I will mention to you the thing that I saw earlier that I complained to you about on the gram. Okay, let's let's talk about it. Um, I hate when people do this. So this at all of you, (laughs) all of you, mm, shame. There's this girl I follow, and I don't follow her because I'm like necessarily into her content, but like sometimes I like to be annoyed. So. Um, do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> follow her because hatred is like fun. It's part of my nighttime skincare routine. <laughs> I cry and then I look at things I hate and then ta-da, clear skin. That's the secret. You're that's welcome. Why, that's what I've been doing wrong all my life. Correct. Honestly. You have been crying but not hating. So I haven't hated enough. That, that's, it. You know what? That's on me. That's on yeah, me. Yeah, I mean, truly fix your heart, Han. Hate more. And <laughs> a bitch of Grinch. Bitch of Grinch. Okay, I won't give her username, but there's a girl. <laughs> I think that's doxing, so I don't think I'm allowed to do that. Uh, that's illegal or something. I don't know. But she, uh, so she's a fit influencer of some sort. Right now, she's body Which positive. Is a fitness influencer for those who don't automatically know what that means. <laughs> Um, I don't know. I think it's pretty clear, but that's just me. Uh, but she uh, is a body positivity now, but previously she was a weight loss advocate. It's mm. you know those people that like just change the tone of their platform depending on like their physique. It's never like the same message. Instead of like their like them being their platform, their like current body type is their platform. So that's like where she's vibing right now. But anyway, she's like on a coaching team and like she was bragging. I mean, in her words, she was like, I just want to give a quick shout out to my amazing team. One of our girls was down on her luck and needed money. We all came through for her, blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, it is so tacky and in poor taste to make a post about someone else's, you know, difficulties and you being like, our team came together and helped her out. And I'm just so proud of them. It's, it's just, it feels unnecessary yeah. and a little bit cloudy, but in a bad way. I mean, if you're giving to something and you need to talk about it, that's the reason you're giving. It's not because you're like, oh, I really care about the person's well-being or because I care about the outcome of the situation. It's so that you can talk about it. If I was struggling and I like reached out to people that I trusted to help me, and then one of them made a post about like how they helped me, I would be mad pissed. I'd be very upset. I'd be so, I'd be humiliated. Like they might not know who I am, but you know. My biggest problem with her post is actually that team is trademarked. So <gasps> you're so right. Our lawyers, if you could initiate some lawsuits, mm-hmm. that'd be great. <laughs> which is me so at, at legal team <laughs> get, get going <laughs> take care of it 
So anyway, I just wanted to vent about it because I hate it when any, any scenario, not just like someone's on their luck kind of thing, but like, if you do a good deed and you like have to talk about it, then I feel like you've just pretty much negated the good deed. I also want to say I'm freaked out by Instagram coaches for two reasons. Okay. One, I don't understand what you're coaching. Like if you want to download an exercise program, download an exercise program. Or if you want to download an app, download an app. Mm -hmm. But like, what is an Instagram coach doing for you that a local personal trainer is not going to be able to do? Right. I just don't understand it fundamentally. I can't jive with like online training for the most part. Like I can do app stuff, but I would never be personally trained through like Instagram. Like I know people that do it for bodybuilding because it's mostly just like, here's the diet, here's the workout, send me weekly weigh-ins. And that's about the extent, you know, but even that I've done it that way. And it's so much harder because it feels very like impersonal. And so it doesn't really feel like your coach is invested in like your success and like what you've got going on. Versus someone you can like physically work out with or talk to or see about like what you're struggling with. It's totally different. Maybe I'm biased, but I think like every Instagram thing that I've seen that's a coach is a multi-level marketing scheme. Mm, Like almost everything that I've seen that's like, sign up today to let me coach you. It's like, here is the pyramid scheme. I'm in the middle. (laughs) Strong beach body vibes to be sure. I don't, I just don't get it. I don't know. I would never do it. I mean, you know, I also abide by like the, you know, how your body works. And if you have education, then you can understand how like nutrition would work for someone else. But for the most part, I don't think that they have education in it. It's just like, I took an online course and now I'm qualified to tell you how to work out or how to eat. And I just don't think that that is like responsible. It just makes me think of Schitt's Creek as everything in life does. Sure. Naturally. It makes me think of Schitt's Creek and it makes me think of Alevu. So they oh, get yeah. this like package <laughs> for those who haven't seen it. They get this like huge package of someone who was their friend when they were rich and they're expecting it to be like a lifeboat package, like money, like passports, like anything to get them out. And it's a bunch of Alevu products, which is a multi-level marketing scheme. And so they're like, this is so stupid. Why would we do this? Blah, blah, blah. Let's just watch the tips. So the tips video plays. And she's like, you can do you with Alevu. And she just keeps talking. She's mm-hmm. like, with my 18 key tips, you are going to be on your way to making six figures. And they're like, wow, six figures. She's like, paying attention to these tips will help you make six figures. When you're an Alevu rep, you make dreams come true. And they're like, where are the tips? Like, <laughs> so I, I just always picture that when I think of like multi-level marketing schemes. It's yeah. like, you can do you with Alevu. And it's like, are you going to help us? Yes. Good luck. And then they just leave. That's it. <laughs> Ooh. Okay. Well, um, hopefully I find those memes. And if I do find them, I'll post them on the Instagram. But... I've been seeing a lot of the Bernie Sanders memes and I'm still struggling with why it's funny. I think it's just because he looks so put out in the photo. Cause he's like a grumpy old man. He's like yeah, 80. Let him wear it. It's like, it's like 40 degrees and he's just like, but I will say, and I haven't verified this. So maybe I should mention it, but I'm going to hope it's true. He put his meme on a sweatshirt, sold it for $45, all sizes sold out. And then he donated the funds to a meal delivery service in Vermont. That's cool. So hopefully that's Bernie coming through with the the memes about him. I'm just confused. Like, 
it's not that I'm offended. It's I just don't get why it's funny. Like I've looked at like 15 of them because they're all over my feed and I'm like, I'm just waiting for the funny mm-hmm. to arrive. Some of them got a like a an air out of the nose reaction from me. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I like even the one that someone's like, oh yeah, this is the best one. And it's Bernie like mitten sitting with a wrestling like pose and it's yeah. a guy's arm. I'm like the one that I found most relatable was him sitting outside after the, uh, me after I get the notification that my package is shipped. <laughs> yeah, that one's I'm like, that's me. Hello. I will be out here until further notice. Yeah, it's just relatable, though. It's not funny. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I think that's why, like, most memes are funny and, you know, not like a, just because, like, I can relate to them, not because I think they're actually funny sort of thing. So I didn't watch this season, and therefore I probably don't have a right to talk about it, but... Okay. Claire Crawley and Dean broke up and it has been all over the news. And I'm just fascinated because it's like, how many times are bachelor stars going to break up? And people are like, they were destined to be together. Like what? Like the shock level never changes. You mean to tell me that a couple who met on the premise of dating multiple people at once isn't working out i mean to be fair claire was not dating multiple people at once that was like the running joke of the season <laughs> like, mm. oh dale dale's his name oh right right well dale baby like oh. you're the best for and then like everyone else is just kind of standing around there i honestly i would be so stressed out being a bachelorette like i don't have the wherewithal to focus on more than one person at any given time and to focus on however many contestants are there initially. And I also hate disappointing people. So I'd be like, everyone gets a rose and you can all stay here forever. So <laughs> I just struggle balancing my time. Like I struggle balancing with as many friends as I have. And I don't have a ton of friends. So like, yeah. I don't think I could add like the containers into the mix. I'd be like, unfortunately, due to a lack of immediate attraction and banter, I have no roses to give out. <laughs> like, I will take this mansion for six weeks by myself. Mm-hmm. I actually just don't like roses. So if you guys could just. <laughs> yeah. I also don't I think, think that I would ever be a viable contestant for The Bachelor. I don't think that I have the uh, decorum to succeed in such an environment. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think there'd be a lot of violent outbreaks. Yeah. It'd be like The Bachelor X Bad Girls. <laughs> That's a, I love that idea. <laughs> I mean, it's like one degree of separation. Like if you gave them one more drink, they would go to the bad girls club. It's just like, they're like, no, sweetie, that's enough rosé. You're so cute. Thanks. No. So (laughs) the girls on there, I mean, most of the the guys and the girls that compete on those shows, I'm like, how do they find you? They were just like, here's a hot, vapid person. Come on over here. But some of them have like- Have you ever heard of Hollywood? (laughs) I know. But some of them, some of them have like real cool, intelligent jobs. And I'm like, what possessed you to be like, let me just put engineering on hold for a second to go compete for this guy. I'm out. (laughs) Who can't use the correct form of your- I think the reason is because they want to change careers into influencing. Like, I don't think anybody who's come out of this has gone back to their regular job. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, they've, they've either left it for influencing or added influencing to whatever they're doing and like split their time. 
But, you know, arguably, like, if you're attractive enough to be on that show and you also have a viable career, that could be an easy path into influencing because, like, how many hot, you know, mechanical engineers do you know? Yeah, but how many can grow the following that The Bachelor gives you overnight? I understand. It's just, it it is disappointing and very sad. Apparently, it's like Miss America, though. You get holed out for a bunch of, like random tv appearances and you go to a bunch of award shows but like three more seasons of the bachelor have to pass and then no one's gonna remember who you are yeah i mean yeah. it's just constant turnover that sounds so depressing sign me up <laughs> i would like to apply <laughs> i volunteer's tribute thank you oh my god no i'd be that girl that like gets out of the limo in a costume or something and is like here i <laughs> you'd be the girl in the t-rex suit there's always Absolutely. one like every other season who's like like the blow up t-rex suit i would just get out in lingerie and be like it is what it is what it do. <laughs> this is what you get <laughs> let's just find out now I'd be throwing a curtain over her she's not ready <laughs> <laughs> just, you just see my legs kicking as they carry me off <laughs> i was ready i'm so sorry we're gonna have to legally require a do-over thank you <laughs> and then his name is hated hated <laughs> You know, something stupid, some like stupid white boy name. Uh, oh man. As you can see, we can't even afford her meds right now. So <laughs> we're going to need to do this again. Send no, one of the Megans. <laughs> all I really want is to be on like a, um, a reality show about me hanging out in rich portions of New York City. Speaking of reality TV, I've been watching, I think I told you, Revenge Body by Khloe Kardashian. Sure. And I wasn't sure what to expect because I would, I kind of looked at it like, is she just going to sit with people and talk about how they lost weight? Like, what are we going to do? Because mm-hmm. all that you really see is like her sitting on a couch discussing stuff with people. Turns out it's like the biggest loser meets Money? the Kardashians. <laughs> yeah. Like, so there's, there's all these like celebrity trainers and then they also get celebrity makeup artists, celebrity stylists. Mm-hmm. And then basically they have 12 weeks to lose whatever they wanted to lose. So it's not like a competition between people. It's just I about see. a person. So, but is it like a regular run of the mill person? Yeah. They always have like some sort of story with their weight though. Got like it. it's never just For like, sure. I gained weight. It's like, I gained weight because my mom's leukemia meant that I had to eat hospital food. And then like, yeah, like it's a whole thing. Um, and some of them are relational. Some of them are like parents and, you know. But it's actually a pretty good show. Mm-hmm. And I think the thing that is the most shocking to me is the people who go on it, like they they have like two or three that have been thrown off the show now. And basically one of the guys, he was like, he came in and he like tried to fake cry in front of Chloe. And she was oh, like, no. I mean, you don't need to fake cry. Like it's not that bad. <laughs> so he made up this whole storyline about how oh, his no. boyfriend had leukemia. And how he was like because of that stress like the relationship ended and he like let himself go and six weeks into the training he admitted that he'd never been in a relationship with this guy it was just a friend of his and he thought the storyline would get him on the show why would you admit it i don't know i think because the workouts were like cray cray and he was like oh i want to leave i just wanted to like get a little bit of an instagram following at that point no you you get into an accident you take yourself out of the equation so he tried to like end it the question cycle because three weeks in he killed off jose he was like the the boyfriend he was like jose's dead and he like cried and he like 
Yeah. And he was like, I just don't know what to do. I can't train today. And then like two weeks later, he ended up calling the trainer and the trainer obviously called Chloe and they had like a fireside chat and it was a whole dramatic thing. Wow. But basically he came clean. He was like, I didn't think I would get on the show if it weren't for like a really dramatic story. Like I didn't think my story just being like myself and struggling with weight would be enough. You were probably right, but gosh, man. It's kind of deep. <laughs> oh, big yikes. I, I mean, there's like, definitely like part of me is like I, I kind of wish that like I could have this like horrible thing and this scenario so that I could have a chance to do something like that but then I'm like or I could just go to the gym like a normal human being and that's what I does do. this weird thing to you though I don't know if it's just because I'm in ED recovery but every time I watch it and I see them give the meal plans to these people I'm like I start reevaluating my own choices and then I have to have like pep talks with myself to be like Hannah you have about four foods that you can eat. You probably don't need to limit that any further. Like we're already on a very narrow plane. You also don't need to lose weight the way these people do. Obviously. And so, but it just like, I get it. I get it. Like really, I need to buy more fruit. (laughs) I mean, I, I, I love fruit, right? Like I, I love fruit and I love salad and like, because I genuinely like those things. I eat them a lot, but I hate those people that are like, all I eat is salad. And then there's this like sense of superiority associated with it. I want to eat salad because I like salad, not because you want me to like salad. Very Chloe. true. The other thing is for me to eat salad and enjoy it, I have to drench it in dressing. And I feel like we start to lose the efficacy mm, of the sure, salad. Sure. The one thing I wish was that I love smoothies and I would happily have like a breakfast smoothie. I hate making a smoothie. Yeah. So I wish I could have like, Tommy Lee has like a Starbucks in his house that, so that I could be like, I want a papaya strawberry smoothie. Now. <laughs> like When I wake up, I want it there on my bedside table, but don't wake me up when you put it down. No, don't. Don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. Yeah, I wish. I love a smoothie moment, but I, I, um, I already hate, cooking because I hate cleaning and cleaning a blender post smoothie is infuriating genuinely the worst because even if you put it in the dishwasher it's not clean like there's this little like bit of food and you can't scrub at it oh probably the best one of the best things about being married is us cooking together because genuinely I I mean you know this like I don't cook by myself I don't like it I find no bliss in it there's no Julia child in me Mm -hmm. at all but we cook a lot together and I end up enjoying cooking because I have enough food to go around. Like when it's just cooking for one, for me, it's like depressing because mm-hmm. I'm never going to eat all of it. I don't like leftovers and it just creates the cycle of like, and now I have to clean the dishes on my face out. And now I just, <laughs> it's just like a whole mm. scene. Whereas now it's like, oh, I've cooked. Look I just can't. I can't buy what the effort it takes to cook for just myself. It's just like, honestly, and, and my husband was the same before we got married. He was like, I can cook. Do I want to cook for me? No, it's a lot of effort for what? Dirty dishes and a meal. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. It's not that, it's not I mean, that. for people that like find stress relief in it, like so great for you. I would rather just order sushi and call it a day. Yeah. It, it's If I found enjoyment in it, I would cook way more, but mm-hmm. it's just like a cook to eat thing. It's not mm-hmm. a cook because I thrive in that setting. I am trying to get into cookie decorating, which is really hard. Um, royal icing is so much harder to use than you would think, but I believe you. 
it's a process. Some people are so good at it. It's crazy. Okay. Uh, I guess we should kick off now that we're like halfway through our, halfway through our episode. So. I'm Hannah. I'm Emma. And this is the Transcontinental Tea. tea. And on this week's TCT, we are doing a reaction episode. And you might be thinking, what are you guys going to call it? You're so witty. You always come up with punny titles. Don't you worry. We didn't disappoint. Emma, what the heck are we going to call this episode? Well, Han, because we just love a good pun, our episode is thusly titled Reactivity. (gasps) And the crowd went wild. (sighs) I love that we did the same thing for crowd went wild. Like nobody claps. It's like... (laughs) Well, the clapping would be too loud and I have to edit it out. This is ah, so much easier. Ah. Heavily into the microphone. <laughs> Welcome to our show. Uh, so we have some groundbreaking things to discuss today. Very exciting. We have a very plot twisty episode. Truly. But like, before, I mean, just wow. it's, I, I don't think you'll see it coming listener. And then, you know, you might pity me. You might laugh at me. You might empathize with me, but we're you might in try it. Try to DM her. You just <laughs> might. But we are we are in this together. We're here. We're here. So let's get started with the tea of the week. Tea of the week. Tea. 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 Sure. So this has been a couple of days of just tragedy for me and makes you re-examine your life choices. (laughs) And today is one that I have literally no control over. It's a part of my life that I've been dealing with for some time now and I have come to accept it, but it saddens me all the same to say that I am now getting the worn jean thigh uh what's the word i'm looking for erosion would be what erosion erosion is good i'm now getting the erosion of the gene in the thigh area of my zara jeans because i have the thick thighs and i don't know they save lives they don't save jeans that's true (laughs) i don't i don't know what it's like to have your thighs not touch and have never have the fading happen on the thighs and the jeans and the holes come through. Like, I can't imagine what that's like. I couldn't tell you. So I'm very sad because I honestly have not had this pair very long. I would say I don't, I have a lot of jeans. I wear about three of them. Sure. So, (laughs) I mean, it really just depends. I have a lot that it's, it's like, it really just depends on the shape of my butt at the time. Is it more voluptuous? Is it more flat? It really just depends. So for the most part, I have three pairs that consistently fit me no matter what. And two of them are Zara. And I only bought them maybe last like August, but I wear them so much. And I live in a city where you have to walk a lot. So of course I've walked long distances wearing these jeans and have thus sped up the process of fabric erosion and also my sadness. So if you don't know, uh, basically when you get the, it looks like almost pilling, like you'd see on a sweater and it starts to look lighter that you can tell that the fabric has been rubbing together. Mm -hmm. And that's basically your terminal diagnosis. You have about six to 
maybe seven months with these jeans and then they're going to pass on rip and you can't darn them you can't nope. fix the hole it's not can't sew it you could be that weirdo who just puts a patch over it but that would just look weird so that's so strange that's why i really try hard to keep my jeans in check i try not to keep pairs that i don't wear because when i have a sister pass on when i have like a lovely rip young pair of denim taken in her prime then I can immediately replace whereas if I have more jeans I'll try to convince myself that I don't need to and mm-hmm. then I'll still wear the same two or three pairs mm-hmm. so I'll be like mm-hmm. it truly is of the two tragedies I'm discussing today the more severe so <laughs> well cuts me you here first <laughs> all right Han hit me Honestly, I don't have much of a tea of the week because nothing's happening in my weeks. I am still in lockdown. Um, and again, here that is like essential travel only. You're going to the grocery store. If you're still able to work at work, you're going to work and then you're at home. So mm-hmm. there's like, there's no fun factor happening. There's no like outdoor life going on. Sure. So I've decided to give you my quarantine, quarantine of the week. Quarantine of the week. Tell me. So I have been trying to, people call them like life hacks and I really hate that, but I've been trying to get better at self-care processes that I would normally pay money for while in lockdown to make Mm -hmm. me feel just a smidgen less miserable. Mm -hmm. So between yesterday and today, I have applied what I would call the best nail varnish I've done on myself ever. Mm. I'm going to show. It looks very nice. Yeah. And there's no like edges. Normally there's like edge peeling. Right. I'm not going to go into too much detail because genuinely I could talk about it for about 20 minutes, but basically I felt really good about myself. That sense Mm -hmm. of accomplishment that like, yes, you can cute Rosie, like (laughs) you too can do your own nails instead of paying someone else to do it. Mm. And in that line of self-care, Obviously, she's on a skincare journey. Nah. She's been on this journey for many moons. She's probably going to be on this journey until she's like 50. It's just, it's fine. So latest step in the skincare journey. Okay. Most of you have heard how vehemently I am opposed to marijuana. I hate weed. I don't like anything to do with it. Mm-hmm. Emphasis on hate. It's so bad. So, hate. Double hate. <laughs> Low <Double> hate. <laughs> I can't not do it. So moving so swiftly onward, (laughs) I was looking for an overnight moisturizer. And for some of us, that's like, you know, that's really not that big of a struggle. Like people are starving, you know, perspective. True. (laughs) However, in my universe, it was a very big mountain to climb because too rich and she will break out and too drying and she will break out. So (laughs) we had to find kind of a holy grail product what mm-hmm. we were looking for. Mm-hmm. And I found one by Peter mm-hmm. Thomas Roth and I will report back on continued use, but it's number one ingredient was CBD oil. Oh, how and about I was, that hand? I know there's no THC in it. It took me forever to remember what the acronym was. I was like TLC, PCP, Waterfalls. <laughs> <laughs> Jason Waterfalls. <laughs> um, basically, it has like the same CBD crap that everybody and their mother has some in some sort of product. It's like, I keep hearing about it on radio 
it, podcasts, Instagram, everything. It's like, you know what you could do is give your dog CBD oil and it'll cure his cancer. Like, you know what you could do is put CBD oil in your tea and then you'll sleep better, talk better, live better. Like any problem that you have, apparently CBD oil will fix. Sure. I have trouble believing that. But this moisturizer was good. I used it last night for the first time and I'm like, oh God. You might have to reconsider some opinions. No. <laughs> <laughs> But I will let you know if the moisturizer is good. I've heard good things about CBD oil. I've never used it myself. Uh, I, I, I gifted mind. some for Christmas a couple of years ago because it's supposed to help with like, um, like thyroid issues and things like that. So it got a good response. So hopefully, maybe maybe it's psychosomatic. Who can say? You know, like I don't know. Yeah. I haven't read into the medical studies. It seems like, I mean, it's just the plant, so I don't have a problem with it at all. Um, it seems fine, like whatever you're using it for. The biggest thing that bothers me, honestly, about the moisturizer is it has like a little marijuana leaf on it. And I just don't <laughs> like the, I'm like, <laughs> I don't like you. I'm not happy, <laughs> yeah. Bob. I'm not happy, Bob. <laughs> I love that reference. A classic. Okay. Anything else you need to say before we go on to the next segment? No, I think that we should really just dive right on in there. Okay. Everyone, hold on to your hats. Hold on to your seats. Hold on to anything that you can grab onto. It's about to get weird. segment that we thought was done we thought it we was did. in the ground we thought we had sprinkled her ashes and she was no more we had laid her to rest and now resurrecting much like the Jesus, revival emma's bees hello what? <laughs> emma tell us what happened walk us through your life okay listen Wow. I have promised transparency with you listeners. And I told you, regardless of what happens, you're on the journey with me. You've only had two episodes where I was seemingly attached to someone. So hopefully you weren't too attached to them because I have bad news. They were a catfish. What? I'm just reacting because all the listeners will be doing the same thing. What? (laughs) So (laughs) that's actually what most people sound like when I did tell them. Um, So uh, let me just walk you through when I started noticing red flags. This was a three week ordeal. Yeah. I think you have to give a full synopsis of the situationship right. in order to set the context. Okay. So we met January 3rd about, so it was an app. Of course we met on the Tinder, sad, everyone cried. And, Boo. <laughs> Boo. Uh, and you know, extraordinarily attractive individual. He is seemingly like not into hookups. We're getting along really well. Okay. So we start chatting over Snapchat, which is like, in my opinion, a red flag anyway, because I'm 27, almost 28, but I I don't have Snapchat for the record. I accept that people in their like early to mid twenties still seem to like rely on it. So I have it, but if someone asks me for my snap before they ask me for my number, I'm like, okay, fuck boy. But it's fine. I did not expect it to go anywhere because that's the nature of these apps. However, we got off 
really well. And we were chatting quite a bit. And the next week we both simultaneously decided like, let's delete the apps and see where this goes. So he told me that he uh, was a cook. He went to the culinary Institute in New York city. He worked at this Italian restaurant. He gave me the name. It's someplace in the Bronx. And I'm like, okay, uh, cool. And he's like, I usually work 11 to 11. So it's a pretty long day for me. So I'm not really available during the week, but next weekend I can hang out with you. And I was like, okay, great. Cut to Friday. We have plans to hang out on Saturday. And I joked with him about him being a catfish. I was like, oh my gosh, it would suck so bad if you were a catfish. And at this point, he had shared much personal information with me, which also should have been a red flag because this is stuff that like, I wouldn't, I mean, I'm pretty open about my life and who I am, but there were details that like, I don't think I would share with someone that I barely knew, you know? I want to include the two details that I think are going to be relevant. So he claimed that both of his parents had passed away recently, right? Um, one due to coronavirus and one from the damage that that inflicted. Yes. And then the other one was a sexual trauma from their childhood. And it's, I'm not saying these are improbable things. Like these happen to people, but. Absolutely. Would you tell a near stranger this information about yourself? Like it just. Not for about three months until I knew you. Right. It just seems like it's odd, but I didn't look too much into it. I just accepted like, oh, this person has gone through a lot and it felt rude to question it or to bring it up. So I didn't. So Friday, I'm joking with him about him being a catfish and he gets offended. He gets very upset and he uses the information that he shared with me as this reason why I should not think that he's catfishing me. He's like, I've shared this really personal stuff with you and it seems like you don't trust me and that really sucks. You know, like I can understand where you're coming from, but you know, I wouldn't share these things with you if I was tricking you or whatever. And so like a logical person would go, okay, like, I mean, if someone explanation. I mean, if someone joked with me about being a catfish, my initial response isn't to get offended most of the time. No, no, no. I meant to his reaction. The response of, okay, would be pretty normal. Right. That's not how he reacted. No, no, no. Let me go back. I'm so confused. His his reaction is abnormal. Your reaction to his reaction to move on from it is normal. Right. Yes. So I was like, I just backed off at that point. I was definitely like, oh no, like I offended this person. I didn't mean to, whatever. And so he says that he decided to pick up a shift on the day we were supposed to hang out because he like was still upset in the moment. So I was like, okay, fine. We reconciled. And he said, well, I can come over after work tomorrow night. And I was like, okay, yeah, sure. Uh, We talked at around 2 p.m. that day and I didn't hear from him again until four in the morning. And- he was supposed to come over at 11, right? He said 11.30 to 12. Which is pretty late for a first meeting. Yes. And it was, we had been talking for a while and it was, you know, regardless of how one feels about that being the first meeting or whatever, it was uh, after a week of talking. So I didn't necessarily feel unsafe, but my, obviously that didn't end up happening because he messages me at four after I've told him, like, I really feel like you violated my trust and I'm upset with you because it's hours later and I haven't heard from you. He says, my phone was dead. Someone called in later during the shift and said that they had COVID and they had already come to work the previous day and they got the positive results. So I stayed to help deep clean the restaurant. And now that's like, that's why I'm getting home so late. And I mean, I don't work in a restaurant. I 
don't think it's on the staff. The, is it on the staff to like, don't they have the service to like stay there and deep clean? I don't know. Like, I don't know. I would normal. assume that you send the employees home and you bring in cleaners with like protective gear to deep clean. Like that's what we've done with our office building in the past. It, it wouldn't be like we, I mean, a restaurant might be different, but it yeah. wouldn't be like we'd stay and clean. It would be okay. Everybody go home and then the cleaning service will come. Mm-hmm. Like I know that it's usually on employees to like generally clean, like you clean up the kitchen and things post shift and everything. Like I get, I get that, but COVID seems like a special case. Maybe that's just me. So now he can't come over and he's got two weeks where he can't be seen or heard. I mean, we talked, but, and I should mention at this point, I don't have his phone number still. So we're still talking on snap and I've already asked him twice, like, why don't we just text? And he says, he doesn't like to give people his phone number until he meets them. And initially that made sense. But after day five, I was like, no one has ever waited this long. Well, and it's super weird to me. Like I was saying to Emma, I find it odd that someone would go to someone else's house, but wouldn't give them their number. Cause yeah, to me, yeah. the two are mutually exclusive. Like if you're going to withhold your number, you would be about a public place person. You would yeah. not be comfortable going into someone's house without knowing them. But I mean, and honestly, giving their phone number. Phone number is almost inconsequential now because it, blocking is so easy. It's not. For sure. It's, it, it's to me, it just, it's, if you don't want to give it to initially, that makes sense. But, you know, after a couple of days, I would say like, you should probably, if you're talking consistently to someone, that's like when I would feel comfortable being like, just text me, like whatever. If you creep me out, I'll just block you. The end of story. Yeah. Well, I finally told him like, I just confronted him and I was like, I don't know why you won't give me your number. Is there a reason? And he says, no, you can have my number. And I was like, all of this. And you just give me your number. So I text it and it's what appears to be an Android because it's green text and I have an iPhone. So it's not iMessage. And it's a little weird because in one of the photos he had sent me, he had taken it with an iPhone. And then in some of his Instagram posts, he's wearing an Apple watch. And I'm like, okay, I asked him, I was like, didn't you have, I thought you had an iPhone. And he said, I did, but like, it was a money thing. So I switched to Android and I was like, okay, you know, like it's not implausible. Androids are typically cheaper than iPhones. So uh, things are going like fairly normally for like the first like week. Uh, I have like the red flags around that weekend popped up and the seed of doubt was planted, but I was definitely in that space where like I invested in this person. I've been vulnerable with this person and I don't want to confront these issues because I'm afraid that they'll be true. And yeah. And you did have like good conversations. This wasn't just like, he's an attractive person. Like you guys had good chats. And so you were willing to kind of push forward. Yeah. And I think, you know, and listeners, you might be hearing this and think like, oh my gosh, these things are so obvious, like whatever. But objectively, I think that's easy to say. And then when you're emotionally invested in it, I don't think it's hard to understand why people get so involved with someone that they haven't been able to meet, you know? Well, and I mean, you said yourself, you would watch shows about catfishing and be like, oh my gosh, how did they not see this coming? But it's just different when it's happening to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, so we're having like normal conversations and things. And he says at one point, you know, I'm thinking of taking the week off after my quarantine ends so that like I can spend time with you and kind of like recover some more before I go back to work. And I'm like, okay, well, yeah, just like, let me know. And, um, last week or yeah, last week, cause by the time you guys hear this, it'll be Tuesday. So last week I, um, asked when is your quarantine end? And he's like, oh, it ends on Sunday. 
And I said, okay, well, like, let's make a plan because I am type A and I need to have a plan. I need to know, like, are we hanging out or not? Like, are you going to get tested again? Then we're going to hang out. Like, what's the deal? And he says, oh, well, I have to see if work is going to let me off for that week or not. And I told him, like, I'm disheartened. I feel that I'm never going to meet you. It's been almost three weeks. And I can understand with COVID making it complicated, but it's just, to me, it just seemed weird that he was being so, I told him it seemed like he was being avoidant. And he said, I'm not trying to postpone anything. Like he kept reassuring me, like, this is going to happen. This is and that. But then he would get so offended with my, like, expressing these things to him. He took, like, he wouldn't respond to me for a while. He's like, I just need some time by myself, you know, like, we're good, but like, I need to, whatever. And I guess, like, looking back, that's such a weird response, you know? Like, I understand being frustrated if, like, you've reiterated, like, no, we're going to hang out. It's going to be fine. We're going to hang out. And the person keeps saying like, it doesn't feel like that. But at the same time, it's more like gaslighting now that I'm like looking back at the actual conversation. So yesterday, because today is Saturday, by the time you guys hear it'll be Tuesday. But yesterday I was talking to Hannah and she and I were saying like, okay, what about a video call? Like, let's see how he reacts to that. So I text him and I say, let's video call later. And he says, yeah, sure. If I feel up to it. Okay. Uh, well, how do you know if you're going to feel up to it? And he's like, Oh, it just depends. You know, like if I feel sick or tired, whatever. And I kept like making it easier for him. I was like, it only has to be a minute or, you know, if you don't want to talk over like a, you know, a zoom or whatever, just send me a snap video saying hi to me. Like, that's all I need. Like, and I told him like, I just want to talk to your face. Like, I just want to see you. And he sends me snap videos, but it's of him playing guitar instead. So no interaction with the camera beyond that. He's not talking to me. He's not addressing me. He's sensing those videos. And he says, oh, I thought that would be more romantic. And I was like, this doesn't get you out of video calling with me. And he made a joke. He says it was a joke um, of like, oh, we'll see about that. And I told him, I think it's weird that you're being like, you're fighting this. I think it's weird that you're being so like opposed to it. Like, I don't understand what the big deal is. And he said like, oh, you shouldn't just assume that I'm opposed to it. Like, I never said that. And next thing I know, I'm blocked on everything. Blocked across the board. It's just wild because I said to her about video calling, my husband and I did this when we were dating when it was the first quarantine last year for the UK, because we were physically separated for nine weeks. Mm -hmm. So we didn't see each other at all. And so we do like once a week a FaceTime call and like probably like three hours and then like a date night and then probably at least one or two calls a day, maybe FaceTime, maybe voice. So for me, I was like, I understand not physically seeing him, but I think it's more so if there's no issue, then he can video call you through Zoom. Like you don't have to have FaceTime with iPhone to video call. So use Facebook, use whatever video call, because then it will assuage all of your fears. It will put everything to bed or it won't. And it didn't, it did not. It did not. It did not. And it, it seemed to me that my concern was that the excuses were just going to keep coming. And I think that they would have, if I had continued, you know, like, oh, and now I can't get work off. And now there's this new reason. And it's like, I, I, I'm glad that it happened when it did, because I don't think that I like, while it is easy to get drawn into these things, I don't think I'm the type of person who could like go on for months doing this, you know? Absolutely. Like, but some people, some people do though. Like they get caught up in it for years. True. 
So Emma texted me, Nick blocked me and I was shooketh. And Emma was like, I live in Shookethville. I'm the mayor. Like <laughs> I am Truly. so confused. So Emma had been talking to her mom for a while. And I guess your mom tried to do some sort of phone number search. Right. So it was not associated with anyone. It had no company association. I have tried reverse imaging, searching his photos and I got no results, but can you explain what that is? Cause I didn't know what it was. So. Okay. So basically that's just when you download a photo or copy the link and you search similar photos across the internet. So that's how, like, if you watch catfish, Neve and Max would reverse image search with a photo because it would show you if anyone else has posted that or used that photo. Right. So, and you weren't getting anything with those throughout the whole three weeks. Right. I mean, I only tried a few, but I still didn't get anything, but you know, I was talking to Hannah about the Instagram because normally when someone has an Instagram that goes back five or so years, it's usually legit. Right. But what's less common is when someone has almost all photos with their friends and not one single friend is tagged. Now one single friend is commenting and you don't follow any men. If all of your friends are guys, that was the weirdest part to me. You follow no men, none. It's all women, you know? And, and so the only thing that was keeping me from wondering, like, this is for sure a catfish was like, oh, but his Instagram goes back so far. And he told me he had a cat and then he sent me a photo of him with a cat. And so, but what, what I don't think that people think about, especially when they're in it, is that these people, like, they, they live their lives this way. Like, yeah. this is like, they take on this entire persona, you know? So, like, God knows how he got some of the photos and content that he got, you know? And so I ended up, my mom tried searching the phone number and got nothing. So I sent it to Hannah and Hannah searched it. Hannah, what did you find? Well, <laughs> Here at Hannah's House of Detectives, we do a lot of internet stalking. And honestly, I'd like to call it a full service operation because you never should stop at one. So I searched the phone number, no avail. Searched the phone number again, no avail. Tried Mm -hmm. to like specify with Google that, hey, I want the whole number, nothing. So I used a site that associates, you have to pay like a dollar for it, but you Mm -hmm. associate the phone record with the owning company. So I did that. And the phone company was bandwidth.com. And I looked it up because I'm like, oh, maybe that's like a cheap site. Maybe it's, you know, the pay page ago, like whatever. It's a virtual phone number site. So basically it's a generated like pick your own number kind of thing where they virtually host this phone number through the web. Mm-hmm. And then you text people with it. And it's supposed to be used for businesses, obviously, like um, VoIP like voice over internet and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. But they, that's where this phone number came from. And it was registered to the Bronx, but it was a virtual phone number. So I was like, oh my gosh, this yeah. isn't even a real number. It's not even just a burner phone. It's like not a phone. Yeah. And so, obviously whoever it is has a phone because he's, they're using Snapchat. So that was my whole thing. Once we started to unwrap this was this is clearly someone who's been putting not just time into this, but energy. And this is someone who lives vicariously through this. This is not like I stole five photos and posted them all on the same day. Right. This was um, like elaborate. And except for the Facebook, the Facebook was, basically- Facebook was pathetic. <laughs> Facebook was pathetic. It was the same. It was like the same photo as the Instagram profile, but it was the cover photo and the profile picture. No, but it's made. so weird. He made it on the day that they met. Yeah. And then 
the this like shirtless pool photo is both his cover photo and his main photo and he doesn't have any other record on there and I'm like why would you put the cover photo? like pick a beach like any amount of effort other than like myself myself me yeah so uh, and then I called the restaurant, which in hindsight, I was like, man, I should have done this sooner. But like I said, I was literally like, Emma, you need to call them right now. And then you need to call me right back. <laughs> so there were two numbers and I called both and it direct, there's two locations, but it directed me to like the same guy both times. And I asked them, do you have a person by this name working today? And they said, no, we don't have a person working. And I'm like, do you have an employee by this name at all? And they were like, no, no one works here by that name. And I was like, interesting. History continues. Interesting. So I um I can't contact this person again because like I said, as soon as I pressed the issue of them like addressing me in a video, they blocked me on everything. And let's just say in a parallel universe, this person is legit. We know he's not. Whoever you are, if you hear this, we know you're not legit. You're insane. At the guy you're impersonating, you can hit me up. But I mean, clearly he's unstable because right no stable person creates a fictional character and expects it to pan out well over time like you can pretend to be whoever you want on the internet with little to no consequence but when you pretend to be someone that you keep stringing along this idea of meeting physically like eventually that's going to end well he love bombed me after just a couple of days like he told me he loved me in the first week no you didn't get that I didn't want to because I was like, just move past it. Just move past it. Cause I told him, I was like, I have strong feelings for you, but I can't say that right now. You know, tell him, tell him about the social media thing, the social media thing. Oh, okay. He tried so, to like make her come off social media. Here's what's so weird to me. Part of the kidnap plan. I will fully Liam Neeson him. I, I don't understand the concept of being possessive over someone when you're catfishing. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, I do. I think, all's fair and loving crazy like because well, he like he would make comments on like the things that i post and he'd be like i mean like i'm not going to change you i don't like that you post this and that you know like whatever and it it he was like what if i just said like let's deactivate and i was like ah, i mean i really don't want to because i put a lot of effort into my page you know um i was trying to be understanding of like his perspective and just in general like evaluating like how i use social media and like maybe it needs an adjustment but you know i don't want to just call it quits because like i enjoy it you know and it's it's just so weird to me because like i i logically know this person is not legit and all the signs point to them being a catfish but there's this like small seed of doubt that's like was I wrong? But even if I was wrong, that response to asking for a video call, you're mentally unstable if that's how you respond to people who ask you to prove yourself, especially when they've never met you. I mean, no 25 year old doesn't have a real phone number. And also like a guy that looks like that, my mom and I were saying like, they would want me to see them, you know? Absolutely. There's no reason you wouldn't want to show me you if you looked like that. Aside from that, I just think there's too many obvious inconsistencies. Yeah. I I would not, like, there would be no amount of money that you could say this person is the legitimate person in the photographs. Right. There's no way. It was a very, it was a very surreal moment for me because no, I don't think anyone ever expects to be the victim of a catfish, you know, sure. like, and it makes me wonder, like, my page is public, so... 
God knows how many people are in a relationship with me that I have never met. So that you don't even realize they're using your photo. Absolutely. Right. Like I won't know unless they indicate to me somehow that they're stealing my photos, which usually only happens in like very rare cases where they follow me or they accidentally like the photo, you know, and that gives them away. But I think a good catfisher knows not to do that. So well, and this poor guy, like he fully created this persona based yeah. on potentially even the same name. So whoever this guy is, I'm going to guess he's like some random person, hopefully not someone the guy knows, but I mean, it's not outside of the realm of possibilities because mm-hmm. some of the content was really intimate content. Yeah. It wasn't anything with Emma's name in it, but it was intimate content. And so my theory is that it's a friend using this guy's information to live vicariously. Some of the stuff, I don't know how he got it and I don't want to know, you know, mm-hmm. and it, it, it lends itself to like the temptation to be like, maybe I was wrong, but like, I just, I can't imagine any scenario where this would not be a catfish. I just can't. So. I mean, he's not who he says he is because he doesn't work at the restaurant that he said he worked at right. and he doesn't have a real phone number. So, so whoever he is, he's catfishing you in some way, shape or form. Yeah. So anyway, um, MSB's I, is back. <laughs> MSB's has made a swift return. I would say I'm not necessarily embarrassed. I definitely feel violated, a little betrayed, definitely taken advantage of because I don't think that I, it's hard for me to be vulnerable with people in general. And now I'm definitely approaching any sort of date with an extra grain of salt from now on, because it's when you don't meet organically, like who knows how many times I've been susceptible to other catfishes. And I just bowed out before it got to that point, you know? Well, and also it just like you spoke with him on the phone. Yeah. He, he doesn't have your exact address, but he knows ish where you live. Like Mm -hmm. it's a very, violating experience yeah. like you feel as though you have been personally violated as compared to you know you've been on a date that went badly like this is so much bigger than that because this person knew you to a deeper degree than most of the people that you speak with apps on speak with on apps. on apps yeah yeah and I've just I have been on these apps a lot on and off and I have just never had an experience like this you know like ever and I never expected it to happen but it's it's so easy now to do that to people and to like just fake a life it's scarily easy to do that so Emma's Bees is back which means she has re-downloaded Bumble what were some things that you wanted to share about because you were somebody who would say 100% no one could ever get away with catfishing me. So what were things that you wish you hadn't ignored or like, what would you tell someone in the same situation? I mean, I would say if someone is going to be that opposed to sharing their phone number with you, just, you should assume at that point that they're hiding something because a phone number is not that intimate of a thing. A phone number is not an address. A phone number is not a full name. It's, I mean, in this day and age, someone not giving you their phone number, it's, it's weird. So I would say, I wish that I had been as suspicious as I was yesterday after the first time it happened, like the the two excuses that came in the same day, you know, that's when I should have been like, this is weird. And I wish that I hadn't been so 
um, willing to overlook the issues because he guilted me for being like suspicious after he shared supposed personal information with me. Like never, if you've never met a person and they're a stranger to you in all, you know, in all sense of the word, don't feel guilty for questioning them. Mm -hmm. You have no reason to feel bad for asking them to prove themselves to you. It just like fully made me think of Dirty John. And I kept saying this to Emma over and over yesterday. I was like, this is like Dever with Dirty John. Like this is the only thing that John had going for him was that he was attractive. Otherwise, this is the same behavior patterns, Mm -hmm. like possessive over the phone, not comfortable giving you real life details, not comfortable giving you concrete information. Um, And, you know, luckily for Dirty John, he happened to be attractive so he could meet women in person, whereas this person has obviously decided that they are not who they say they are or not attractive. Mm -hmm. My money would be that they are older, usually Mm -hmm. younger catfish people to me don't interact as much like and just the way like that makes sense. Yeah. And the way his Instagram bio was laid out, it's just not how a 25 year old talks, you know? No, I think most of the catfish people from the younger generation tend to be like text-based. They don't yes. tend to be like, yeah, we can talk on the phone for a few hours. Cause you guys talked for hours. Yeah. Long conversations. I definitely felt gross. <laughs> um, definitely violated. I, it, it's frustrating to be forced into a situation that you didn't ask for, you know, like I am the innocent bystander in this. I am who I am from the beginning at the very start. I never try to pretend to be anyone else, regardless of what anyone might think. So, yeah. Okay. Well, uh, thank you so much for sharing that. Unfortunately, before we go to sip on this, we need to take some time out. Um, which fortunately for you, is going to be amazing because HSN actually reached out to us and we can't wait to tell you about it. Hey guys, I can't believe it, but the home shopping network HSN reached out to us. The people who got Martha Stewart from jail to bail. Okay. Okay. HSN wanted to develop a line of niche products with us. You know, things that were missing from the marketplace. Things that were like, you look around your house and you were like, why don't I have this already? Truly. So Emma, what did we develop for them? We have designed state-of-the-art, patent-pending, pending, luxury household items for you. Now, you might be thinking, guys, I don't need luxury household items. And I would tell you, you're wrong. You do need luxury household items and your life will not be complete until you buy these products. For the discerning consumer, these luxury items are essentials, especially in our modern world. Can we just tell you, we have a full range. When I'm talking full, I mean, we have toilet paper rings, we have paper towel holders, we have light switch covers, we have everything. And they're not just expensive, they have designer labels too. So if you want a Louis Vuitton light cover, honey, we have it. If you want a YSL toilet ring, Girl, we got you. It's gold. Patent pending. Pending. And for our bling bling girls out there, we've also developed Swarovski Crystal trash bags, printer paper, and towel holders. Just for you, listener, because we know these are the essentials that you didn't know that you've been missing. Honestly, my favorite is the Birkin door handle. The Mm. Hermes door handle is so Uh. clutch. (laughs) See what I did there? I used to lose what you did there. 
niche items are absolutely essential. And although our pending pending name is still pending, um, we can't wait to get you these products. So we're gonna be on HSN the 13th of never, uh, roughly from two to four in the morning. So set your alarm clocks, get up, put makeup on because it's essential that you look good to shop on the phone. Am I right, Emma? You're so right, Han. And honestly, guys, we're just so excited to share these products with you and bring you into our world of needless, unnecessary things. We are potentially gonna call this TM trademark luxurity. So everybody sign up for the HSN notifications. Add us in Instagram when you're showing off your new prods. That's a slang for products in the industry. Okay, we gotta go now. Bye! Bye! I love that HSN was so desperate to collab with us. Like, Honestly, I felt- it's so good. It's, what, so we, it's what they needed, seen, you know? Truly. I mean, of all the things I look around in my home and think, man, I wish I had that studded paper for me to print my time records on to show how much money I'm not making, that's ideal. For me, the silk trash bags, how have I been taking rubbish out without them? Truly. And it's so Although great they're because- they're not biodegradable, exactly right exactly though but like who wants to reuse a trash bag like that's disgusting so yeah screw the earth right mm, whatever <laughs> straws turtles so <laughs> i'm kidding i love the turtles stop using plastic straws Hot turtles we love you save them <laughs> so, much. so much okay well i think it's time for a sip on this I thank god so. i think that we should <laughs> the tea is exceptionally good today made this mm, very delicious if you're okay. not mouthing along to wendy williams who are you very delicious <laughs> okay well so as we mentioned this is a reactivity episode and i was watching a video the other day that i brought up to hannah which really designed the premise for this episode and that was men on tiktok talking about trends that women follow that they hate and my first thought was who cares why are you talking? Why are you here? Don't you live on Mars? Get out of here. But I also Why had- you send them back? <laughs> I also had four out of the five products that they don't like. And I was like, interesting. And therefore felt personally victimized by Regina really? George. I did, thank you. And I decided that we should look up what trends men truly hate that women love, supposedly, and- give our thoughts. We should. So I, Hannah and I both found separate articles with separate items so that we could get. We have not heard these items from one another. No, we have not. It will be so. authentic. Authentic. We'll go tit for tat as we always do. And I will start with the trend mom jeans. Okay. Okay. This says mom jeans tend to be looser fitting compared to skinny or straight leg. And because they're looser, men tend to not like them. My reaction is cool. <laughs> like, um, um, I, yeah, I, I personally stand skinny jeans. I really like my lower body, but I have, and I would say boyfriend jeans fall into like this category as well of just yeah, like a do. looser fit. I definitely I vibe with that look and I have never once in my life thought, what would a man think of these jeans? I will say, I don't think men like them because I had one pair and I didn't love them, 
but my husband also didn't like them. Mm, um, but here's my thinking. I think this look is great if you can get the proportion right for your body, but if it's too right. tight fitting in certain areas, but not loose enough in others, it just looks like ill-fitting jeans as compared to an oversized look. Right. So I, I don't care that <laughs> guys don't like them, but I get why they might not, because mm-hmm. you really have to watch it. Like this is not something you can just pull off the rack and go unless right. you're a size zero, like for anybody with any sort of curve, you have to really look at the proportions of the jean that you're buying and does mm-hmm. it flatter you or does it just look kind of baggy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. My issue is usually it's always going to be tight in the thigh and then not tight enough in the leg. So that it's just this weird, like fit and flare, but in a bad way. Yeah. It looks, it, mine looked like cuyots. Like mm-hmm. they were like weird capri wide leg at the bottom, but normal ish, slightly baggy jeans at the top. So it just wasn't, it wasn't mm-hmm. a vibe. Mm-hmm. What's yours? All right. My first one, 10 shocking things guys wish girls knew. Thank goodness we found this article. Uh, What were we going to do? Number one, Mm -hmm. Emma, texting does not mean what you think it means. No? (laughs) The word does not mean what you think it means. So the quote is from Mikey. Please tell me why a girl thinks texting or snapping her equals I want her to be my girlfriend. Blunt, but we like blunt, Mikey. No, we don't. Mikey is in the majority when it comes to flirting. Nearly every guy we talk to says when he texts, he's really just trying to get to know you better. A text is a text, not a confession of love. Unless you're catfishing someone when you're confessing love. (laughs) Big red flags. At Emma of three weeks ago, what is wrong with you? Be afraid. (laughs) (laughs) I have have been actually taking my pocket knife on the walks that I take my dogs on with me. Honestly, I, you know, the key trick. So if your mom never hooked you up with this woman, here you go. Or smaller guys, you put your key like pointed outward in between your, your pointer finger and your middle finger, almost like a shiv. And then you hold your keys in your fist. Mm -hmm. And it is just like a defense mechanism, really. But it helps in case someone comes at you unexpectedly. So you, right. you're obviously not armed mm-hmm. unless you live south of the Mason-Dixon line. Um, at Mikey, I, I don't personally read into the fact that a guy wants to text me. I read into the fact of everything that he says when he texts me. Yeah, the biggest thing for me is more so the frequency of the text, because if you're not committed to speaking to me, even if it's virtual, you're not going to get more committed when you're in person. Correct. Like the first two months of any relationship, you should be furiously texting because that's the getting to know you phase. That's Mm -hmm. all the butterflies. Like that's the exciting time to like almost be a little bit obsessed with the person in a healthy way. Like you're very interested in getting to know them. And so you dedicate Mm -hmm. a lot of effort to that. Correct. Um, So all of mine are definitely fashion based. Great. Love that. Um, So my second one is the tomboy look. Like Kira Knightley or? Um, Who's comparable? I don't know. Um, Maybe I would say like loose fitting clothing. Billy uh Elish is who I would say fits this okay. persona the most. Um did I say her name right? Is it Elish or Eilish? Eilish, Billy Eilish. They say it's like eyelash but with the lish. Eilish. Um and the quote is it's probably because guys don't want women dressing in any way that's similar to them. Maybe that's true. I don't know. I think it's more so 
men have overly sexualized every single part of a woman's body. Yep. So if you can't see our waistline, our ass, our calves, our thighs, and our breasts all at the same time, then maybe we're not really women. Maybe we're wearing clothes. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I am offended by this because Mm -hmm. I think it conveys that the woman doesn't know what looks good on her. And I don't Mm -hmm. think that's fair. I think there are some women who choose oversized baggy clothing and that is how they feel confident. So I, I wouldn't give a crap if a guy didn't like that, but former Hannah, single Hannah would have been really like, oh, okay, I won't wear anything like that. Mm-hmm. So I think you just have to be authentic because mm-hmm. the one thing that I really noticed that changed a lot when I started dating my husband was my sense of style became a lot less. I have to look good. I have to look good. I have to look good. And more, what do I actually want to wear? What do I want to feel like, you know? I'm comfortable being comfortable. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't always mean that I look like a hot piece of garbage, but it doesn't not mean that. So like sometimes it depends. Sometimes I wear sweatshirts and leggings and like I am now, and that doesn't make me less attractive to my husband. Mm -hmm. So I think if you are a dating person and you hear that as like a, (gasps) like the right person is not that superficial. (laughs) Like, I mean, I definitely think that there's a a natural effort you put in when you're single that is not necessarily comparable to when you're in a relationship but absolutely at the same time I have found myself to be extra at all times regardless of my relationship status so for me I tend to wear more revealing or tight fitted clothing just naturally versus like I mean if I'm at home by myself usually like maybe a sweatshirt and like leggings but anytime I go out I'm not comfortable dressing that way it doesn't make me feel confident so yeah okay number two on my list okay you don't need makeup to impress guys judging from our survey boys just don't get makeup in fact a lot of guys even complain about it sure they all like pretty girls but they also have a problem with a face that looks full on painted okay we don't wear makeup for boys do you think a boy is going to appreciate the subtle blend in the eyeshadow palette I think not I'm not too poor to contour (laughs) Um, we're going to tell the church honestly when we're blending it's the best (laughs) video (laughs) we'll have to post it or like I don't know we'll we'll figure it out maybe post a link to it on the story but we're gonna have to post like 100 because we've definitely made references that we've not followed up correct we're doing our best guys I'm sorry we are in the midst of catfishing we have a lot of plates spinning right now so even though I have nowhere to go I have a lot happening (laughs) thank you that's why our teas are always so heavy uh yeah I um I don't think guys even really notice, honestly. I found it's really true. My husband prefers it when I don't wear makeup because most makeup, despite what it says on the packaging, is not transfer proof, which means it's going to get on them. Mm -hmm. And more than they care about what your face looks like, they don't want stuff on their face. So um, I think there's also like a grace and a a poise to being comfortable without makeup because... Mm -hmm it takes time. Like for me, it took many, 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 many moons before I ever wore, went out in public without makeup on, without like giant sunglasses and like a paper bag. So I think it definitely takes a certain mm-hmm. amount of self-love and self-work. And I think that that is in and of itself attractive. 
I don't think that you're less attractive if you wear makeup. I will say there are a lot of girls that I see on a regular basis, especially on Instagram, who are beat for the gods every day. And I think it looks to me as if you're trying to change your face more than you're trying to enhance your natural features. Mm -hmm. And I think one is self-love and healthy. And I think the other, we probably want to like have a cuppa and talk. Yeah. Um, I, I'm not great at makeup. I, I don't have the patience to sit down for two hours and put a face on. Like, I think that's ridiculous. I think that's absurd. I, I hate false lashes. I just, I can't vibe with it. The most I'll do is like a winged liner. And that is like, the edge for me (laughs) like whoo buddy so I mean I everyone should do what they want to do and you should do whatever makes you feel the most comfortable and you you know whatever I have I don't judge I just personally the only makeup that I I find to be a necessity in my life is a little bit of concealer under my eyes and some mascara and I'm good to go I don't wear makeup on a daily basis because I am intentionally trying not to Mm -hmm. when I do wear makeup it's foundation concealer eyeshadow uh bronzer Mm -hmm. highlighter and blush Mm -hmm. yeah i've got a beat face right now but (laughs) so here we are okay um the next one is biker shorts yeah we've talked about that i i love the idea the execution for me if you have curvy thighs if you have thick thighs it, it's just, it's, it's not, it's not going well. Like they just cut you in a weird place. I, I would love at all the team, all the listeners, if you have a great pair of bike shorts that doesn't make you look like you've cut off the circulation to your thigh, mm-hmm. please let me know. But the ones that I've tried on, I'm like, it meh. can't, it can't hit me above. It has to be like below the hamstring for me for it to look good on my leg because I have built hamstrings and thighs. Like my, my quads and my hamstrings are sizable. So anything else, like, so I used to wear like Nike shorts and they would just, they, I, that's why I like Fleo so much is because they're, because they're short. They cut me like top of the thigh, very top. So I don't feel that they're cutting off circulation for me because I'm sure they're not. <laughs> they're not. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I've heard a lot of positive would we call feedback. That top of the thigh or would we call that pelvic bone? I would call it top of the thigh because I refuse to believe that they are immodest. Underwear. So. <laughs> I support the Fleo movement. So anyway. Yeah. I, I love the idea. I love it on other people. I have yet to achieve success on myself, but I like it. Uh, as for guys not liking it. Who cares? Yeah. I don't. Okay. Thank you. Also, like, it just, it seems that they don't to me the root of the guys like the things that guys don't like is just about how much of us they see interesting doesn't that seem like the trend so far though like the looser it seems like whoever wrote this article feels that way i don't know at men generally let us know (laughs) at the men who always give me positive feedback let us know what trends do you hate anyway hannah what's your next one our next one a lot of times guys are at a loss with girls emotions yeah what is up with girls hopping up and down when they're happy about something? Asks Pete. Hmm. I really do want to know why are girls so excited about normal stuff? Again, says Pete. Every other thing, it's like, oh my gosh, no way. Clearly, Pete just doesn't get the new season of our favorite show or the return of the PSL are pretty much the best things since sliced bread. But really, what Pete's saying is 
something that a lot of guys struggled with unpacking how girls are feeling and why. Okay. Pete. At Pete. I think it's just, <laughs> I think it's weird that you think it's weird that we get excited easily. So I will say my husband and his family are like this, like all three of the men in his family are just not that excited about news that they really should be excited about. Like when uh, we got approval for our mortgage, I was like, you did the thing. Yep. My husband was like, yeah, it's cool. I'm like, yay. And you're like, it's cool. I will caveat this with their British. So I mean, displays of emotion are kind of low in general. (laughs) I would say the only comparable thing I can think of is like, I don't get excited about sports. So I get excited about some sports. I don't, I just don't care. So I guess I can understand the confusion if I think about it in the context of why do men get so passionate about a team? Like you have no control over them or what they're doing. So to me, we have no control over them. When they put the PSL out. <laughs> but asking, that's like, that's a tangible thing that like we can have and touch and taste and it's, it's ours and whatever. But like a football game, like that has nothing to do with you. So why are you excited about it? I don't get that. Uh, I like sports. I I don't get the fantasy league stuff. That just is a beyond. I'm so sick of guys who are like, it's so dumb that you love a fictional character and here they are with their fake teams I mean, they're real people, just to be clear. Yeah, but, but it's not, <laughs> you're not a football coach, though. Like, you're here, you are, you're playing pretend and then talking shit about me also playing pretend. So, get wrecked. You want to share something? This seems like a very specific wound. <sighs> Listen, I will, <laughs> Mr. Darcy will be better than any man ever, so. He's great. All right, what's your next one? My fourth one is, is my fourth? Yes, my fourth is something that I feel very passionately about, and that is chunky sneakers. I love chunky sneakers. I love them. And I I don't understand. Maybe it's the added height thing that guys don't like. I, Fila and I are like this. Like, and that's one of the first things, like, all these guys on this TikTok trend are saying, like, they hate the Fila platform shoes. And I'm like, I love them. <laughs> Just for anyone who's not like super plugged in and like me, doesn't have a TikTok, feel a platform shoes are kind of like picture your dad's sneaker in the 90s and then add like a super chunky heel to it. So it's like a platform dad sneaker. I will say I side with the men on this because I too am flabbergasted as to why (laughs) this looks so good. To me, it just looks like you know, when you used to stick shoes on Barbie and they'd be like really out of proportion with their body and they'd be like really thick, like big shoes. That's what they look like. They look like someone just went and like stuck them on your body. And the other thing for me is they're always kind of 90s trendy. I know, I, know I love it. I don't know where we're going in the 90s. Like the people who wore those in the 90s were parents mm. or like, like, where are we going in our mini skirt and giant platform sneakers? Where are you going to run? You can't. It's like when they had those like wedge sneakers, the like JLo ones that were like the little heel. Yeah, where are, are you worse. going in those? Oh, I'm going to a basketball game where you're going to sit down. What? <laughs> um, shoes are how I express myself. 
So what what does the elevated dad sneaker say about you? It says that I'm like retro and I'm cool and I'm chill. And I don't care that guys think my shoes are fugly. I, I, truly, I truly do not. I don't. I can't care. I don't really care about men's opinions in general, but especially about my chunky sneakers. Here's my thing. Um, I, I think that it's natural to want to be seen as attractive by your sexual preference, whatever that may be. But mm-hmm. at the same time, I'm not going to sacrifice the things I like to fit that standard. So in that sense... I don't care what men think. Moving so swiftly. Number four. Okay. Gossiping and being mean to others makes you, they put the emphasis asterisk, Mm. look bad. Girls are always passing notes around where, what, where did they get this person? What year is this? (laughs) What year is it? Uh, Girls are always passing notes around or texting each other in class. And it's so dumb, says Joey. Or they'll look right at me and then whisper to each other and laugh. Do they want me to think they're talking about me? Because I do. And if it's really true and they are talking about me, then that's just lame. Thank you, Joey. Thank you. Joey. So I just think that's, it's just mean spirited. I don't understand doing that to anybody regardless of sex. I think that's just weird. I am not friends with people who put other people down as a sport I knew people and know people who do it and I refuse to be friends with them or support it or jump on the bandwagon. And it happened to Emma a lot because a previous friend of hers, this was like, she could have gone to the Olympics. Like this was her jam. She would do like these backhanded compliments and it was genuinely like Maria Sharpova, like, like it was wild. And then I think she expected that I would kind of get on board because she did it specifically around guy friends and sort of in my mind, tried to alter the power dynamic by putting the other woman in the room down. And so, yeah, I just, I have no time for it. I I also think it's rude and petty for me. I can express my opinion and vent about something without calling someone a lesser person. Yeah. You don't have to take it to that level because then I think that it, in this case, Joey, you are correct. I think that it just reflects poorly on the other person more so than whoever it is they're targeting. So, but I don't think that's specific to women. Um, I think that's just a people thing in general. So I'm not really sure why that's on like a, a, I mean, I guess women tend to be more portrayed in this sense of being petty and dramatic and catty. And some of them are. Some of them are. I know plenty of you do the same thing though so absolutely it's not gender exclusive so all right my last one okay i have two to choose from and i'm going to choose one that i also like and that is high-waisted shorts and you would think guys would like this because the more high-waisted the more likely it is that cheek will poke out but they don't like it apparently they don't like high-waisted shorts um I don't think guys like high-waisted jeans in general. I think they like medium rise because I think low rise freaks them out. Freaks and then me out. high <laughs> freaks me out. And then high rise, it becomes almost momish depending on how you mm. wear it. And if you tuck something into it or if you emphasize where the rise is, like I think some some jeans that I've tried on, they almost come to like your rib on the bottom of your rib cage. So I think that freaks them out. Which yeah, I can understand. Fair enough. Um, for me, I like high-waisted shorts and jeans that stop at a point that highlight the smallest part of my waist. 
I like high-waisted stuff, but I'm really picky with it. I want it to go just under my belly button, not over it. Right. And if it goes over it, I won't wear it. Well, at that point, I feel like it's giving me a muffin top that I don't have because it's just uncomfortable. It's just like it's squeezing you in weird spots, you know. Like I don't have fat on my hips, so for me, like it, it's I'm not uncomfortable wearing like mid-rise things. But if you go too high-waisted for me, it like because of the skin around my rib cage, it like takes that and pokes it out and then it looks like a muffin top. And then I just feel like crap the whole day and I can't breathe. So, yeah. Okay. Number seven. Which uh, is your which number, is number five. five. <laughs> just in case anyone else reads girlslife.com. Just in case. This is technically number seven, but it's my number five. Okay. Guys care way less about your body than you think. Hmm. If there's one thing I can't stand, it's when a girl asks me if she looks fat, says Stephen. I don't know if you're fat. And a lot of boys (laughs) echo this sentiment. The truth is you're a way harsher critic of yourself than a guy will ever be. Guys can't tell slight differences between sizes. And honestly, they don't really care. Okay. Discuss. Um, (laughs) At men. Is that true? I don't know. Because to me, I mean... I've had many critical men like comment on my body. So for me, and like, and it's funny that they say that because one of the first things that men revert to when they're feeling rejected or upset with a woman is her physical appearance. I think women do that too. I would say, I think guys care about different things on your body than you care about. Mm -hmm. Guys care if they think you look good, not if you've added two pounds to your midsection or if your arms look big in a shirt or, you know, if your thighs don't quite fit into your jeans the right way and they look a little bit odd or like the rolls on the back of your jeans or I think you can't generalize with a gender here. I think it goes guy to guy how much they care about your body. I think men generally criticize us a lot less than we criticize ourselves and the people who are super petty are petty people. Like it's not about you your body or anything like that it's about them being petty and criticizing a lot of different aspects of life I would also say I have been at a point where I was gaining weight that I was not comfortable with that my husband and I had a discussion about and he confirmed that he could tell so and it wasn't a bad thing. It was a very healthy conversation because I hadn't been working out in the way that I wanted to. Mm-hmm. I hadn't felt comfortable in my own skin. And he was like, I noticed that I can tell that you're not comfortable. I can tell how you're feeling. And I can notice areas that you're pointing out to me that look differently than they did a few months ago. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's not a, I love you less. It's not a, you need to change. It's just, I, I see what you're talking about. And if you want to change that, I fully support you. Mm-hmm. Now on revenge body, there was a couple and she was losing weight. And this guy that she'd been dating for six years was like a firefighter and all the stuff. He bought an engagement ring and told her he would give it to her when she lost weight. Oh no. And he kept like kind of yo-yoing about it. Like, oh, well, like if you go on a run, maybe this weekend you'll get a surprise or, and she stayed with him and they got engaged at the end. No. I was so upset. Honestly, anybody who tells you, you need to lose weight to be with them. You need to leave them. 
the uh, weight that you need to lose is them. <laughs> like, please let me confirm this for you. Having experienced exes who did this to me, they are the only weight you need to cut out. Truly. It's probably 150 to 210 pounds and you can lose it yep, today, right. honey. <laughs> you can lose it today. Easiest way to lose weight. Dump him. Uh, yeah, I don't dig the conditional value in a relationship that way. I think that's total crap. Obviously you want to be attracted to your partner, but if you've been with them for that long, why is this now the condition that you're setting for a future? Well, and again, I'm not saying if the person is obese that you don't say something because that's concerned for their health. Mm -hmm. But if you are telling them that you want them to appear physically different because you will be more attracted to them, then you, you are not in the right relationship. Like there is no circumstance where that is okay whether it's coming from the woman or coming from the man that like in whatever iteration of partners you have man to man woman to woman tree to tree whatever you're working with there's nobody that should say to you you need to look like x in order to get y from this relationship Mm -hmm. i will say i follow an instagram account that's called you look like a man which is just it it posts interactions of men and women online where the woman works out in some way and the man is saying like you're not feminine enough men won't find you attractive you need to stop doing this this or that and I will say that that's definitely not the majority and I don't want to generalize but that's what I'm talking about when I mean that men are so critical of women's bodies sometimes and it's a lot of projection I I think those people though are so critical of themselves are so critical of anything they can pick out in other people And, you know, it took me getting into a good relationship to be able to say this, but if somebody who is like that doesn't like you, who cares? Like you would never be in a functional relationship with them. So who cares if that person thinks that you look manly? Like, obviously you're not getting married. Thank you for letting me know. Like, I don't care. (laughs) It does not affect my life. It does not affect my training goals. It does not affect my day. Truth. Okay. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's how we feel about things. And um, I know that our opinion is so important to everyone here and be important. Um, how you got through your day before listening to this episode and knowing these things, I won't know. Um, if you have comments on catfishing, on uh, your opinion on any of these topics, please DM the Transcontinental Tea Instagram. We love to get messages. We jump up and yeah. down excitedly. We do. We do get excited about it. So. Honestly, we love the interaction that we get and we would happily get more of it. We are not doing amazing in terms of posting our references, but we are doing amazing in terms of creating content. So just add us for the nice things. Thanks. So, <laughs> thanks. Um, put your criticism in any bin. Any bin. Any bin. It'll get to us. Okay. Okay. Well, good talk, Han. <laughs> what a good talk. I'm uh, Hannah. And I'm Emma. Oh, that's the tea.